Welcome to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Are you a photographer looking for concrete ways to grow your business? Are you sick of getting partial advice from unhelpful sources? Confident Photographers Podcast is where I help photographers strategize ways to take their business to the next level. I'm Julie Renner, and I've been a photographer and educator for over 10 years. Let's get started. You're listening to the Confident Photographers Podcast, episode number three. Welcome to the Confident Photographers Podcast, where photographers are learning how to build their businesses with confidence. And now your host, Julie Renner. Hey there, and welcome back to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number three. In each of these episodes, I will be speaking to a photographer who is looking for guidance and coaching in their photography business. We will have a session where we strategize and come up with some steps to overcome the struggles that they are currently having in their business. So in this episode, I speak with Amber Whitman Hood and her business is Whitman Hood Photography. In our conversation, we talk about how Amber can get her new business off to a successful start. We discuss ways for her to find that balance between being a new mom and a new business owner. We also talk about how she can find people that she can connect with to build her portfolio. Before we start today, I want to announce that I'm doing a fun giveaway. If you are enjoying the Confident Photographers podcast, I would love for you to go into iTunes and give me a rating and a quick review of the podcast. The week of July 20th, 2016, I will be giving away a three-month subscription to my Confident Confident Business Club to one lucky listener. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast to be entered into the giveaway. I will announce the winner on the podcast the week of July 20th. If you would like to find out more about the Confident Business Club, where you can take your photography business to the next level and be on the podcast, head on over to confidentphotographers.com slash confidentbusinessclub. Okay, let's take a listen. Hey, Amber, how are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. I'm so glad we have a chance to talk today. Why don't you first tell me, um, just tell everyone what your name is and what your business name is, and then tell us a little bit about your business and how long you've been doing this. My name is Amber. My business is Whitman Hood Photography. I bought my camera in December. I had my baby in January, so I didn't pick it up really till March, um, April, March, somewhere in there. And I haven't had any paying clients yet, so I've been just portfolio building for the past couple of months. I have my social media set up. I have my website set up. So, you know, building the portfolio and looking to take it into that next step where I'm actually getting paid. Awesome. Wow, that's awesome. So you're just starting out and you're ready to, it sounds like you've done a lot of the groundwork and foundation. So that's really good. So, um, okay, so let's talk about kind of what your struggles are right now and what problems that you're having so that we can come up with a plan of action for you. One of my biggest struggles right now is that I am a stay-at-home mom to a five and a half month old who is very clingy to me. Mm -hmm. So finding the time to balance between you know, getting all this done, there's so much training, there's so much that goes into putting together the website, putting together your Facebook and your other social media, just, you know, finding that balance between being able to get it all done on top of all of my house stuff. That's one struggle with me. And then the other struggle is just getting people to 
to recognize my stuff. I put out on Facebook and Craigslist asking for model calls, and I actually had to pay to boost my Facebook um, model call request to even get people to respond to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I certainly understand that. I mean, Facebook has changed drastically over the last couple of years, really the last year for sure. So it's definitely not as easy as it used to be. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of disheartening when you can't even give stuff. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and part of it too is that it's not as much about not being able to give stuff away as it is about reaching people and actually knowing that somebody is seeing what you're putting out there. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Um, it, you have more, do you have more than one child? You have several kids, don't you? I do. I have my five and a half month old and then um, that is with my husband. And then I have three kids um, who are by, not by my husband, but I have them every other week. But they are 11, 9, and 8. Okay, so your main struggle is the baby. It's not as much having a full house all the time. It's more just the, the baby that's very clingy. Yes, and, and I don't know if you can hear it. I'm in my bedroom, and she is screaming her head off with her daddy. <laughs> well, I certainly understand. I had my, my second child was very much like that. She never wanted me to put her down, and if I did, I just eventually learned to listen to her cry because I didn't have any choice with that. You know, it's like some kids, their yeah. personalities are just that way. So I certainly remember, it's been a while, but I do remember that period of time where, you know, it was just difficult and it does pass. And that's the good news is that, you know, eventually you get to a place where they become a little bit more independent, but when you're in the throes of it, it certainly is challenging for sure. So, um, you know, the reality is it's just going to be, you know, some trial and error on trying to balance that. So you're going to want to look at the times in your schedule or become very flexible with your schedule in terms of when you can fit that in. So a lot of what you're doing right now is probably at the computer and then you're needing to yes. find some times to shoot, of course. And so yes. that's going to entail, you know, childcare and some scheduling and, and different things like that. So you do have two separate things to juggle. Number one is quiet focused, you know, time where you can apply yourself. And number two is actually possibly leaving the house and making those arrangements. Honestly, the, you know, the best way to do it is to really um, sit down and look at some patterns in your schedule that you're finding that you're having some downtime. And it almost seems like housework and cooking and things like that are easier to do with an active baby. And then the sleeping time is really when you want to apply yourself to the work because it takes more focus and it takes more concentration to really get those things done. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense because I can't concentrate when she's yeah. at me. And that's just it. And it just becomes very stressful because you're trying to focus or you're trying to type something and you lose your train of thought and it just becomes very difficult. So I would really try to hone in on the times when she's sleeping, whether it's nap time or whether you're getting up really early in the morning or staying up a little later at night to, um, and what you're going to want to do is, is set a plan. So, you know, I've actually got a goal setting, um, blog post on the confident photographers website, and that might be something that you can look into and I can send you the link when we get off, but it also has like a planning sheet. And so what you're going to want to do is each week, like say Sunday, 
you're going to want to come up with your task list or your to-do list of things that you'd like to accomplish this week. And then look at those things and figure out which of those things are going to need that quiet period of time and prioritize them according to what you want to do first. And then schedule that in and it's not going to be because a five and a half month old is on their own schedule as we all know and so it's not going to be you know tuesday at nine is not going to be a guarantee for you but you're going to want to have the list in a priority order so that way when Uh time does come in your schedule that she is sleeping you can pull that list out and you don't have to search for what do i need to be working on it's going to be right there in front of you and you pull it out and you go oh this is the very next thing on my list i i for sure have at least maybe 30 minutes right now that i can sit down and do this and maybe that will Mm -hmm. sort of streamline it a little bit so that you know because we're so distracted during the day with daily life that once we get that moment, we spend the first 30 minutes trying to figure out what we should be working on, you know? So Mm -hmm. if you do that weekly before your week starts and get your list together, then when that time does pop up, which is going to be true for you for the next two years, maybe where it's just like you have to take advantage when the time comes, it's not going to be easy to schedule, but have the list available so that you can get on that right away. How does that sound? Does that sound doable? Yeah. yeah. So then from there, how are you managing to schedule? um, Like if you did have somebody that wanted to book a session with you, do you have an arrangement that you can make to, you know, schedule that in and have someone watch the children or at least your daughter while you go and do that? Is that something that you're able to manage right now? Yes. Being that my husband actually works uh, not a nighttime position. Okay. So if I do anything later in the afternoon, he is, he is here with her. Right. So and if I do early morning, right as he's getting off, he can stay awake yeah. a little bit longer to take care of her as well. Okay, good. So that means that you've got a set time when you can book some sessions. So that's really, really good. Yeah. So, and really a lot of what you're, you've done so far is you've got your website up, which hooray, congratulations. That's not easy. So good job on that. <laughs> and no, then, it took me like, it took me a while to get it up. I know. And it, it really is one of those things where you just want to pull your hair out. But once it's done, you're like, oh my gosh, that's done. And now I just kind of need to tweak it and maintenance it and keep it up to date and all of that. So really you've done the bulk of it. And so that's a real huge feat. And then you've got your Facebook page. Are you using Instagram yet, or are you just primarily on Facebook right now? No, I actually, this past week, um, got around to setting up my Instagram. As soon as I was done with my website, I moved on to Instagram. Instead of going back and fine-tuning my website, because I'm like, you know, I'll be fine-tuning it forever. Yeah. Got the website set up. Took a break from it, because I'm like, I need to take a break before I go back and look at it. Yeah. And then I went on to my Instagram. Yeah, that's perfect because then you can go back with fresh eyes and you'll see some things that you want to change once you take a step away from it. But it, it looks like it's established enough where you can step away from it for now. You've got your contact information. You've got a, a set of photos in there. You've got the types of sessions that you do. So it looks like you have a pretty good handle on it. Okay, so then the next thing I would ask you is, are you finding time to practice your actual photography? Because we're new to this for you in terms of you just got your camera. So this is a, an ongoing real you know, process that you need to be able to find time to do with that? Are you finding time for the practice of the actual photography and editing? When I have the session scheduled, yes. But just to go out and shoot like landscape, I mean, I live at the beach and it's, we have some beautiful sunsets here. Yeah. Uh, so in, to go out and just say shoot a sunset one day, no, I'm okay. not finding that time. 
or to just go out in my yard and, you know, because I do have, I just recently within the past month, I um, bought a macro lens. So to just go out in my yard and practice with my macro lens or micro, micro, I'm sorry. Um, no. Okay. That is not something I'm finding the time for because it, it just seems like I feel bad to leave my husband here with my daughter. Yeah. If it's not something that's, you know, like somebody's dependent upon me for something. No, that makes um, sense. It makes perfect sense. Here's what I would suggest though, is that if you're wanting to do portrait photography, which according to your website, that looks like the direction you're moving and you're wanting to shoot people. So I yes. would suggest keeping your camera handy and practicing every day at home on your family. This doesn't mean you're putting it in your portfolio, but the purpose uh -huh. of doing this is so that you can practice shooting in manual. You can practice using different um, times of day in terms of what kind of light is coming through the window in your home or in the yard. You can practice with different settings to see what the different settings will achieve for you. And so I think it's really important. This isn't something that you schedule or leave the house for or anything like that. This is something that's just looking. And also you're going to want to have your camera manual with you because your camera manual is like a pot of gold. If you keep your camera manual with you and you actually read it, you're going to learn all kinds of really cool things that your camera can do that you didn't know it could do. And so that's actually what I'm talking about in terms of practice. You're just going to want to sit with your camera 15 minutes a day and play with it and work on it and take you know, have a glass of wine or your baby's bottle and have it sitting on the table and take 50 pictures of that bottle in different settings to see what it does and to see how it changes the light and the exposure and move your composition around and really kind of work on that. And then once you're done with that, throw it into an editing program and practice some different edits on it so that you can learn those kinds of things. And those, you know, editing is something that you can really learn online pretty easily. I mean, there's access to any kind of editing tweak that you want to learn. And so, but I would mm -hmm. suggest really trying to um, continuously practice if you can as much as possible. It doesn't have to be for long periods of time, but it's a good idea to do it for shorter periods of time more frequently because it's just like the website thing, like you said, you know, once you step away from it and come back the next day with fresh eyes, you can really see how far you've come and what kind of things that you're learning. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And that's going to yes, improve, you know, once you, and if you're just taking a picture a day of your little one, you're going to see a difference. You'll see yourself start to improve and you're trying new things and that's going to help with your portfolio building as well. Because each time you come up with a good shot of her or of her with your husband or, you know, in the yard, put it on your Facebook, put it on your social media so that people are starting to see your skills are improving and they're wanting to contact you now because they're, mm -hmm. they like what they see. So that's a good way to keep up to date too. I mean, you consider them lifestyle images or just images of your family. They don't necessarily go on your website because you don't want 50 pictures of your own family on your website. You want that to be more of a variety of clients. But this is just good for practice and showcasing your skills, okay? Does that sound good? Yes, that makes sense. Okay, let's move on to the second struggle that you asked me about, which sounds like you're having some, some trouble building your portfolio and getting people to kind of cooperate or contact you and ask for images. Is that kind of what you would like to talk about? Yes. Okay. So yeah, this right now oh, will, when I start, you know, charging, this will be a big key and, you know, it's kind of like I said, if I can't give it away, what makes me think that I can sell it? Well, and here's the thing is that 
this day and age, I mean, even just in the last two years, people have this incredible ability to filter everything out that they're not 100% immediately interested in, okay? There's a lot mm-hmm. of noise. I mean, there's just a lot of noise in our world. And so when we go on Facebook, we are friends with so many people and we follow so many pages that we're instantly scrolling until we see like the one person that we're interested in and we look at their thing. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a personal um, thing against us as professionals that we're being overlooked. Okay. It's more in terms of everyone has their own life and everyone has so much noise that they're quickly there. They've just developed the skill of quickly filtering everything else that they're not immediately hooked on like someone that they know personally that they want to look at what they're doing. Okay. So that's really what's happening to you. And that's why you're being overlooked. It's not because people don't want your free services. So here, so I'd like to see you maybe take a different approach on this. And I'd like to directly ask people that you can think of that would maybe be someone that you'd want to work with and take pictures of. Okay. So sit down and brainstorm a list of Anyone that your children's activities are involved in, anyone that's within your circle, anyone that your husband works with, anyone in your neighborhood, anyone that's within your social circle that you can think of that has, you know, someone that might fit into the category of what you're looking to build and directly message them or call them and say, I'm doing some portfolio building and I was wondering if you'd be interested in having so-and-so is photo taken, or if we can get together and I can do this complimentary and, and make it sound like you're giving them a gift and directly mm-hmm. ask them, I think you're going to get a much better response by doing that as opposed to putting it, you know, as an all call because people are filtering it. They're actually not even probably seeing what you're putting out. Okay. I think that's going to give you better results. I mean, it sounds like it is a little bit more time consuming and it might be, but I think you're going to get something from it, you know? And then the next thing you can do, do you have a business card made up yet? No. Okay. I was trying to get a business card together and have um, an image maybe on it so that someone can see what your work looks like immediately because people, um, here's a thing. The other thing is people are a little not lazy, but people don't want to take the extra step. So if you give them a business card that's text only, and it doesn't have a picture that you've taken on it, they are not most likely not going to take the time to go to your website to see your work. And so if you can put even one image on your business card that shows your work, like the one that you've taken with the laundry basket is super cute. That, that would probably be the one I would suggest putting on there because that's a really cute image and you're wanting to do kids and families. So put that on the business mm-hmm. card, have the text on the other side and hand those out. And you know, if you see someone that you think either knows a lot of people that might be someone that you could work with or somebody that might be someone you'd want to work with, give them the card and say, you know, I'm looking for someone just like you that I would like to do a complimentary portfolio building session with. Would you be interested in scheduling that and kind of go from there? But I think you're going to get a better response from actually asking people personally because, and it it doesn't mean you don't want to be pushy or sort of salesy in that way, but I think it 
it actually makes them stop and think, oh, that might be fun. That's a great idea. I would love to do that. And they actually feel that compliment that you would want to take their photo as opposed to asking for someone to call you. And I think it's just a different approach and it's more personal. Does that sound good? Yes. And do you, do you think you could come up with a list of people right off the top of your head that, you know, even 10, 15 people that might be a good idea to start with? I can get there if I, if I sit down and look. And even just go through your Facebook friends. What's that? I said, I've been at home so long with my daughter that I've kind of, it's me and her. So I got to go back in. Yeah reestablished connections with people. Well, yeah. And you know, this might be a good time to do that. I mean, she's getting to an age now. I mean, I know she's still really young, but this could be a good time for you to start going to like story time at the library and you're doing that weekly and you're getting to know those people that you're interacting with. And if you're doing it regularly, you know, obviously don't show up with your card and first day, you know, do that. But if you start to go and that's something that's very inexpensive and it's for little kids and you can go and do that regularly, then you're becoming connected with people that have children and it's twofold, you know, it's good for you and your daughter to get out and do something like that. And then it also gives you sort of a community of people that you might be able to tap into as well. Okay. I know it seems weird for five and a half month old, but you know, it's like, why not? And it's more honestly for the moms than it is for the babies. I mean, it's good for the babies to interact, but the moms need that support system. And it's really a healthy thing to do to get out of the house and to see other people that have little ones as well. It just really kind of feeds your soul a little, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. Okay. So good. So um, I think we have a good plan for you. You've got your website, you've got your social media. We're going to, um, you know, start to look at your schedule. And so the three things that we talked about were kind of planning your schedule so that you can have a priority list at the beginning of the week that you can pull out at a moment's notice. And then we talked Mm -hmm. about doing photography practice at home, you know, regularly so that you're working on that. And then the last Mm -hmm. thing we talked about was directly asking people to work with them and to work on portfolio building. And I think that, um, you know, getting the business card done too, maybe jot that down. Those are, I guess that's four things that we talked about maybe doing, but Um, you know, I think it is just a matter of getting the ball rolling and getting you started. And then of course, once you get into those portfolio building sessions, utilize that on social media, tap into their circle of friends, make sure that you're, you know, asking them permission to use, you know, use a model release form so that you're able to use those images on your social media and tag them and ask them, is it okay if I tag you on Facebook? And then that way, you know, suddenly you're casting a wider net, you're reaching out to more people and they're wanting to move forward with that too. So, um, but this gives you a pretty good plan of, you know, kind of, okay, let's start with this. Like, so the first thing I would suggest doing is sitting down and making a list of the things that you want to work on after our call. So that way, you know, obviously when you get off this call, you're going to have to go attend to your daughter. So then once you um, make that list, then go get her. And so then that way, when you have a moment later today, you can come back and remember everything that we talked about and you'll have that list for you. And then you can order your business cards and start practicing and and reaching out to those people that you want to try to work with. That sounds great. Awesome. I'm excited to watch you in the group and, um, you know, check in with me now that I know what you're working on, you know, Please be willing to reach out to me and ask questions because now I have your background story and so I can certainly help you along the way and give you tips and and ideas on, you know, if you need to pivot, 
need to work on certain things, then and I can help you prioritize uh-huh. as well. And I'll send you that blog post with the goal setting. It's on the Confident Photographer's website. And that way you can, you know, it's just something you can print out and use. But I know several people that have used it and that have come back later and said, wow, I, I filled out the goals and I looked, you know, two months later and I've achieved everything just from writing them down. It really helped kind of get your mind clear, you know? Yeah. And I know it's been said that once when you write it down, you're more likely to to go after it than if it's just in your head. Absolutely. Because you get the very true. Yep. And that's, you know, and, and writing it down at the beginning of the week and then each day kind of, okay, these are the top three things that I'd like to get to today. And I think it's actually more important when you have a baby in your life, because of course your brain is just to mush when you're dealing with that. You know, it's literally like, I can't focus on anything because all I'm trying to do is fill her needs right now. And so for you to have that list yeah. in your mind, it's just nice to have it written down. You pull it out and it's right there and you don't have to try to dig for that stuff in the back of your mind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I remember those days of mine are getting older and I miss it, but boy, that was a tough period. And I did start my photography business at that same time too. I had my older one was four and a half when my daughter was born. And when she was born, I actually, we moved when I was pregnant with her. And that was at that point, I'd already been doing a little photography business already, but Mm -hmm. once I, we moved and I was pregnant with her is really when I took it full time. And, you know, I remember she cried a lot. <laughs> she was, gave me a run for my money, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a matter of clearing the deck and, and honing in when you can and taking advantage of those quiet moments. And really, once you get past that first year to two years, it becomes more of rituals and routines and repeating the same thing over and over that portfolio building and, getting to that place where you're having consistent inquiries and client list, you know, is harder. It's much harder at the beginning than once you have the referrals and people are coming in regularly. It it becomes more, it's not easier per se, but it definitely is more, you know, um, streamlined. You kind of know what you're doing and you feel like you've got a handle on it a little bit better. And then, then it's just a matter of managing your time and, and making sure that you're not taking on too much. Yes. All right. Well, it was so good talking to you. Thank you so much for calling. And I will be watching you in the group to see kind of how you're progressing. And don't be afraid to ask me questions and I can follow up with you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. All righty. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Find us online at confidentphotographers.com.